Christ Jesus. Colossians 2, 6 says, As you therefore receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. How do we receive Him? We received Him by acknowledging and believing and confessing. And what we're seeing now is that if we're going to walk in all that we've been given, all that we've become, we do it the same way that we received Him, by acknowledging, believing, and confessing. Or the confessing part is is the initial acting upon part. Uh, faith without works is dead. You have to act upon it. And confession is not the, the only or the last, but it is the first action that we add to our faith. Now, that word hope, the hope of glory, the expectation of glory, that's the word we've been keying, on, uh, keying in on now for some weeks, okay? And we said that expectation places a demand on the new birth realities in your born-again spirit. Okay? Now, let me just kind of model it for you with my hands real quick, okay? You are a spirit. That's the deepest, innermost part of you. That's who you are. You have a soul. Your soul is your mind, emotions, and will, the part of you that thinks, feels, and chooses. And all of that is in a physical body. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. Okay? Come and I'll give, learn and you'll find, is what Jesus told us, right? Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free in your performed action. You shall be free indeed. If you've been born again, you're as free from sin as Jesus is right now. You may not be experiencing that, expressing that, or enjoying that in your life reality, but it does not change that that's who you are. It's not just something you became, it's not just something you were given, it's something you became. It's because you were born again that way righteousness is as much a part of my born-again spirit as brown eyes are a part of my physical body i was born with brown eyes and i was born again righteous i was born again free i was born again wise i was born all all these new birth realities again on the inside of me now expectation places a demand on these things if, if, we, if we never acknowledge, that's one of the points we've been making, right? How can we ever expect something that we don't even acknowledge? If we're ever going to e- express the righteousness that we've already become in our daily life reality, we're going to have to acknowledge that we've been made righteous. We're going to have to begin to expect the righteousness that we've become to present. Are you following what I'm saying? And, and so this is, this is what we are, are talking about, expectation placing a demand. You expect and acknowledge with what? Your mind. I'm rushing through this. Spirit, soul, body. Soul's part of the mind, right? Expecting and acknowledging is something you do with the mind. And, and this creates avenues. It creates windows for the new birth realities. It places a demand on the new birth realities. Because remember, they're in you under pressure. Jesus said they were like rivers. They're like fountains springing up inside of you. So as we begin to expect, it opens a, 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 a passageway, if you will, in our souls for these things to flow from the deepest part of us into our outward expression of life. If that's not perfectly clear to you, just stay with me, all right? Now... How many new birth realities has the average saved person acknowledged? Man, that's a strong question right there. What does the average person expect from their salvation experience? Now, let's go to Mark 11, please. Mark 11 contains what I call or refer to as the greatest 
faith lesson ever taught because it's a lesson taught to us, first of all, by Jesus, but also it is um, an object lesson. In other words, he didn't just set people down and explain it. He demonstrated it, and those are always the best um, uh, lessons. As many of you know, Bethany teaches biology, and she loves to do uh, labs with her classes because she's able to demonstrate in the laboratory what she's been teaching them from the book. And, and the demonstration is, is not only exciting and fun for the students, but it's uh, you know, a great way for them to learn. And so Jesus was going, he thought, he, he thought the tree had some fruit on it, it was a fig tree, it didn't. He said to the tree, let no one eat fruit from you ever again, and walked on. The next morning when they exited the city, the tree was dried up from the roots, okay? And so Jesus spoke to that tree, and when the disciples, uh, Peter in particular, uh, in astonishment, amazement, shocked, look, he says, the tree that you spoke to has withered up from the root and died. Well, Jesus was waiting for that opening. Jesus jumped on that and says, in that astonished moment, he says to those men, have faith in God. One translation says, have the faith of God. Because assuredly I say to you that if you speak not just to a tree but to the mountain and do not doubt in your heart, it will obey you and it will be moved into yonder sea. He then says uh, to them in verse 24, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. This is as much for us today as it is for any generation of believers that have ever lived on planet Earth. This is for you and me. Now, there are things here that we need to understand, but Jesus is not putting some carrot in front of the proverbial donkey that we can't ever seem to quite get a hold of. Just the opposite. He's laying it out. He's spelling it out for us, uh, inviting us into uh, doing these things and participating uh, in these things as, as he did. Now, the God's Word translation and others, I think, help us see a little more accurately what Jesus said. He said, that's why I tell you, have faith that you've already received whatever you pray for, and it will be yours. Have faith that you already received, that it's already yours. Before you have any, um, you know, Evidence other than the faith, that is the evidence for what you can't see. Believe that you've already received it. So that's important right there. You believe you've already received it. When you pray, not when it shows up. If you wait till it shows up to believe it. Pastor Mark, believe with me for a good report. I'll believe with you for a good report, but we've got to believe what the Word of God says before we ever get the report. Right? If we're waiting to see what the doctor says, whether or not we're going to believe we're healed, well, that, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Now, I worked you through uh, a little bit of a progression last week. We said that grace gives based on what is already done. Faith receives what grace has already given. Hope expects what faith has already received. Not trying to confuse you here, just stay with me for a moment, okay? What, among other things that the Holy Spirit is wanting us to see here, is that all of this, if we go with the hope and work our way backwards, 
all of this has basis. All, all of this is supported not just by something, but by something eternal. Okay? So when we say the grace of God, that grace gives, we talk about these new birth realities. They're in us not because of our own works, not because we've been good enough long enough to earn or deserve these things, not of works lest any man should boast. Every new birth reality that's in you is in you because God gave it to you as a gift, but the grace that provided these things was bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus. So grace gives or grace has provided for you and me and given to you and me based on what's already been done for us. Jesus on the cross. Jesus, first of all, let's go all the way back to his supernatural birth, his sinless life, his death on the cross where he became your sin and my sin, his, his burial in the grave, his being raised again on the third day, his ascension to the right hand of the Father, and then his promise that he will one day return. He didn't just do all that for you, he did it as you. That's why the Bible says you were raised with him to newness of life, that you're seated together with him now in heavenly places. So there is a basis for the grace. This isn't just something God made up. Or, you know, no, it's, it's, it's something that's been paid for. So faith then receives what grace has already given. Are you seeing this? Faith is not about you trying to get God to give you something or you trying to get God to do something for you. He's already given it. He's already done it. If he withheld not his only son, how will he not freely give you all things? But then hope expects what faith has already received. So love gives, faith receives, hope expects. Love, for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his son to qualify you and me and make us his sons. Even the women have status of sons so that you could be an heir of God and a co-heir with Jesus. That's how much he loves you. He loves you with the same love he loves Jesus with. Love gives. Faith receives. Faith doesn't fabricate. Faith receives. Are you following me? Okay. Now, obviously, I don't want to confuse you here. Faith is a force that can produce results. I'm not saying that. But any result that faith produce produces is based upon something father has already said or done or established okay now so love gives faith receives and then hope expects these all three now abide faith hope love these three the greatest of these is love okay now that word abides means they remain together they work together as three key parts of of a system if you take one out if there's no love there's nothing for faith to receive and therefore nothing for hope to expect right do you realize that what jesus did for you and me he did for the whole world but without faith right then the world can't receive what it is that he has given but remember now, God's given to every person the measure of faith. And so faith by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith is awakened and aroused in, in hearts of people when they hear. But now once faith receives it, 
once faith receives it, hope has to kick in at that point and begin to expect it. If you take faith out of the situation and just know some things about the love of God, do you realize how many people uh, are expecting to go to heaven that, that, don't, that don't have a salvation experience? Because they haven't believed? They just believe in some you know, altruistic, intelligent designer somewhere uh, you know, out there, whatever. Listen, this is what Jesus said. I'm, I'm telling you what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you don't have the Son, you don't have the Father either. You, there's only one way to the Father. You've got to believe in Jesus. So there's a lot of people who, who have all kinds of hopes, this wishful thinking, because it's not, it's not based upon faith. But now watch this. This is where I think, oh, help us, Jesus. This is, this is where I believe the Holy Spirit is really breathing on and emphasizing for us, okay? We understand grace. Thank God for what he's done for us. We didn't deserve it, but he loved us and he gave it to us. We understand faith. We believe. but we're languishing in the expectation department. Now, let, let's, let me back up just a minute, okay? How do we know what love has given? And L is capitalized there because God is love. So how do we know what love God, what God is love, what God has given, what love has given? It's not a trick question. We know what He's given because the Word of God contains an inventory of all that has been freely given to you by God. You remember the old um, Sears, and Roebuck, Sears and Roebuck Christmas Wish catalog, you know? Man, we get those things at the house. Man, me and Matt start flipping through there, you know. I think a lot of times people look at, at the things in the Word of God as, um, as a wish list. My friend, this, this isn't a wish list. This is an inventory list. This, this is what's already been done. This is what you've already been given. Healing's not a wish. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's your identity. Righteousness is not something we're aspiring to. It's, it's, it's what we've become. How do, how do we know what the love of God has given? It'd have been nice if God had put it in writing for us. He did. So now what happens? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now watch this. How do we receive what love has given? Well, faith receives what love has freely given by believing it is true when it still looks, seems, and feels like it's not. Now, you might want to write this down. This, this one statement has helped me so much, okay? Faith's results are immediate, but not immediately visible. Faith's results are immediate, but not immediately visible. Now, I am standing behind what I believe the Lord told me a couple of weeks ago now. He said this to me. He said, every mountain you have ever spoken to by faith moved the moment you spoke to it. Every one of them. I'm sitting there kind of scratching my head. I knew that was his voice because I know, I know his voice. I know, I know, you know, and I was like, Lord, okay, 
I hear what you're saying, but are you sure what helped me? I'm what? Yeah. It's kind of like, remember, I don't mean to go off subject, but let me, let me go. Remember when the Lord, it was real early in the morning, I was standing in my kitchen, and he asked me, he said, how much money you got to have for you believe you're rich? And I thought I was being all intelligent, and I was like, well, you know, Lord, most people would say a million dollars, but a million dollars ain't what it used to be. Ha, ha, ha. You know what I'm saying? He's, you know, just having this conversation, and he just asked me again, how much money do you have to have before you believe you're rich? And I was like, well, Lord, I, I, I don't know. That's a good question. And the answer to the question is, believing you're rich has nothing to do with how much money you have. Nothing to do. Believing you're healed has nothing to do with how you feel. See, that's what faith, what is faith's part in this love gives, faith receives, hope expects. Faith's job is to receive it. And faith's results are immediate. We got, this is the part, right? I'm hollering, excuse me. This is the part. This is where the devil is duping so many of God's people. Because we hear the word, we believe the word, we act on the word, we confess the word, we believe that we received. And then when nothing changes, we go, well, must not have, must not have believed, must not have had faith, must not have worked, must not have, I'll try again. Maybe one of these days God's going to answer my prayer. Maybe one of these days. See, again, he says, believe you've already received when you pray. Faith's results are immediate but not immediately visible. Now stay with me, okay? If the results received by faith were immediately visible, there would be no need for hope. Think about it. Why, why do we have hope? If faith's results are immediately visible, then there's no need. It's just faith, it's just faith and love and the grace of these is love. There, there's, there's no need for hope. Hope doesn't belong in the conversation hope doesn't belong in the bible verse hope is for some other purpose for some other reason but it has nothing to do with 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 faith hope and love it has nothing to do with a with a with a system of three powerful things working together if faith's results are immediate and immediately visible if results received by faith were immediately visible there would be no need for hope so here's the bible verse on that one romans 8 and 24 for we were saved in this hope but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? You don't hope for what you see. You spend it, you eat it, you take a picture of it and put it on the internet. You, I mean, it's, if you see it, it's like, woohoo, look at what I've got, right? Now, watch this. Faith, by definition from the Bible, is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Do you see the role that, that faith plays in all this? Faith receives and its results are immediate but are not immediately visible. 11.1 1 is where we see this. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. All right. Here's how the Holy Spirit showed me to explain this to you, okay? Once faith receives, because its results are, it's, are immediate but not always visible. Once faith receives, it passes the baton to hope. And hope carries the baton across the finish line of physical experience and visible manifestation. That's hope's job. 
That's what hope does. Faith's job is to receive it. When it doesn't look like it, when, when there's no sense realm evidence, when everything about the situation says nothing's changed, nothing's different, nothing happened, it didn't work, faith's job is to receive it, and, and the results of faith are immediate, but they're not immediately visible. Then faith says, all right, hope you take it from here. You take it from here. Now, the final leg of a relay race is called the anchor leg. If the anchor leg doesn't do his part, the race will not be completed no matter how well the other runners performed. Guess what Hebrews 6 and 19 says? This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil where the forerunner has entered for us. Jesus ran his leg of the race. He ran his leg of the race. He bled to death naked on that cross. But before he did that, he took stripes on his back. He bought and paid for every single thing that we will ever need and has freely given to you and me all things that pertain to life and godliness. He has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Forerunner did it. Now grace, right? That's grace. Faith receives it. Faith ran his leg of the race. Now he hands it to the anchor leg. Hope, take us across the finish line. For the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. See, without the leg of faith, there is no baton to pass to hope. Faith is what hope or expectation rests upon. How many times have we missed the physical experience and visible manifestation of things we received by faith because our hope ran out of gas before we crossed the finish line? So what does he say? Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful he goes on in verse 35 same chapter therefore do not cast away your confidence what is hope hope is confident expectation do not cast away your confidence this word confidence listen now a few things let me let me go back let me go back to this one 1023 Hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. There's a lot of folks, and I've been guilty of this. I try to put in there confession of faith or profession of faith. And let me tell you something. The King James Version says faith instead of hope. But the original language in the Greek is not pistis. Pistis is faith in the Greek. It is not pistis. It is, it is E-L-P-D-I, however you say it. It is the Greek word for hope. In other words, I'm confirming it for you tonight. He didn't say, hold fast. Now, is there a such thing as a, as a faith confession? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I believe in that 100%. But here, he's, he's not saying faith. He's saying, hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. What supports hope? What we believe in faith's results are immediate, but they're not immediately visible. 
So our hope, our confident expectation is based upon what we believe we've already received. Now let's go to verse 35. Therefore do not cast away your confidence. I don't have a problem with confidence here, but that's really not what this is saying. The literal translation of confidence, are you ready for this? Is your bold and audacious speech. You're confident. You're confident, bold, audacious speech. Don't stop. Hold fast your confession of hope. Do not waver. Do not drop the baton. Because it doesn't just have reward. Come on now, what does it have? Great reward. For you have need of endurance. Right? Now, I know I'm saying some things different tonight. And I'm, you search it out before God. I've always thought the endurance was for the faith. I'm, I'm convinced now that it's got more to do with the hope than the faith. Because faith's results are immediate. Faith's results are immediate. When you believe, you come to that point of believing and not doubting in your heart and you release it out of your mouth and you confess it itself, it's done. It's done. I'm going to show you that. Hold on, just stay with me. So when he says you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Receiving the promise, the promise here is not talking about um, something that will be done. It's literally talking about something that's all... See, when, you have to understand the language from the perspective of time and eternity and God. A promise for God is not something I will do one day. All the promises of God are yes and amen. In other words, the, a promise for healing in the Scriptures is something already done, already given. So if you ask, Father, is it your will to heal me? Yes, and so be it. For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God. I believe doing the will of God connects with what Jesus said in Romans 6 and 29. He said, this is the work of God that you believe on him whom God has sent. So we believe on him whom God has sent and we receive salvation. Right? So now he says, let's endure in confident expectation since you have done the will of God and believed on him whom God has sent so that you might receive inward realities of the new birth becoming an outward expression of life. It's great reward. It's great reward. Am I going too fast? We're going to come back to this, okay? And I'm going to tell you why we're coming back to it. Probably next Wednesday. We're going to come back to these verses, so just hold on there for a second, okay? We're going to come back to it because of what we find in, the chap in chapter 10, verse 14. Chapter 10, verse 14 says this of Jesus and your salvation. For by one offering of himself, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. 
Perfected forever is the summation of all and every new birth reality. Matter of fact, watch this. The day you receive salvation, you received everything salvation includes and you became everything salvation makes possible. The day... Come on now, I got any Southern Baptist folks in the room. The day you walk, you walk the aisle. Come on now. The day you walk the aisle. Think about Brother Gentry. He's sitting in the back row of the cabinet shop and he was real nervous, came to his wife. He confessed later that he had imbibed a little alcohol and a little narcotics because he was nervous. He said the minute the presence of God filled that room, he said, there went that buzz. I ask everybody to bow their heads as I gave an invitation for them to get born again. He was sitting, it was just two sections and the sound booth was off and he was sitting right back there in front of the sound booth and it was, I mean, I think to cram 80 people in there was, was tight and there was more than 80 in there that night. It was wall to wall. They w- we would set chairs all the way up to the stairs and then for the altar call, everybody had to get up out of the chairs and move them back so there'd be room for people to come to the altar. And so everybody bowed their heads but him. He, ne- he never stopped looking at me. And I thought, well, this is interesting, you know. And um, I asked if anybody wanted to receive Jesus. He did his hand up over his head like this, and he went. <laughs> right here. Amen. The day you receive salvation, you received everything salvation includes. And you became everything salvation makes possible. This is what it means to be perfected forever. See, this is why the Bible says by his stripes you were healed. You could not be perfected forever if you were not healed. There'd still be something missing or something lacking or something not complete. So we're going to come back to that. Stay with me for just a few more minutes, okay? So what I'm talking to you about tonight, salvation is more than this, but salvation is the template for what it means or what it looks like to receive by faith. So you receive salvation the moment you believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth. Am I right about this? I've had the privilege and honor of watching a whole bunch of folks. As my, as my brother in grace, Mark Whiten, says, I've had the privilege of watching them pass from death to life right in front of me. Amen. And that's what happens. A new creation. And you receive salvation the moment you believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth. Now, your outward expression of life did not immediately reflect everything that became true about you in that moment. Are you following me? Does that mean... Because there was no visible evidence, you know, immediately, you know, in a person's life, your life, my life, that we didn't receive salvation. No, see, faith received it. Faith received it. Your, your outward expression of life did not immediately reflect everything that became true about you in that moment, but it's true nonetheless. Okay, now, just let the Holy Spirit deal with you and talk to you. Just hear me, please, though. 
you may have doubted at some point after you received salvation whether or not you were saved. You may have questioned whether or not you were saved. You may have had, you may have had other people question your salvation because they perhaps saw you still doing some things that, that are not necessarily you know, conduct unbecoming of someone who's born again. And somebody you know, may have judged you and said, if you were saved, you wouldn't do that. If you really were saved, you wouldn't, you wouldn't live like that. If you really were saved, you wouldn't blah, blah, blah. Okay? But again, frequently doubted whether or not you were saved. Others may have questioned as well, based upon feelings. Come on now. I was born again when I was a young kid, but I haven't felt saved every day of my life. And I wish I could tell you otherwise, but I haven't acted saved every day of my life. Does that mean I wasn't saved every day since I was born again? I received salvation. How did I receive it? I received it by faith. And when I received it by faith, something in my spirit changed that, that was not necessarily uh, immediately visible in my outward man. External visible evidence that fails to line up with the inward reality does not have the power to reverse your salvation. In other words, you're still saved even if you doubt, question, or on occasion live like you're not. What's the point? What I'm, I'm trying to show you something. Remember what I said. Among other things, salvation is the template for this. So let's go back to what the Lord said. Every mountain I've ever spoken to by faith moved the moment that I spoke to it. And this was what he took me to, to help me understand what he was trying to show me. That when I received salvation by faith, it was an immediate thing. I may have questioned it afterwards, but that didn't undo it. See, this is where the devil tries to say, you know, you believe God for something and because it didn't happen immediately and you maybe let it slip or you casted away your confidence and, 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 and you went on to other things and whatever, you know, listen to me. It's still a done deal in the spirit realm. It's, it's still laying out there in a place where you can't see it, waiting for you to pick that baton back up, hand it back to hope and say, now go finish this race. Just because you haven't seen it move yet doesn't mean it hadn't moved. Just because you, you haven't seen it change yet doesn't mean it hasn't changed. Just because the symptoms haven't changed yet doesn't mean you're not healed. What are you expecting? What are you expecting? Remember, the inward realities of the new birth are true and present, whether acknowledged or not. Doubting, questioning, and failing to acknowledge cannot reverse your salvation, but they can and will prevent you from experiencing, enjoying, and expressing all that became true about you the day you were born again. So what's the point? The point is, this is the template for faith. The devil would have us believe or think that, you know, we believe God for something, and because we haven't seen it yet that nothing happened, nothing changed. He's lying to you. He's lying to you. Well, you know, I mean, I, I believe God for it, Pastor Mark, but I, I doubted or questioned afterwards. All that means is you have yet to endure in hope. 
Don't cast, don't cast away your bold and audacious speech. Stand with me tonight. Praise God. This is, this is part one of several, okay? Um, what, what we're, we're, let me just give you a little idea of where we're headed. We're going we're gonna to look at some specific new birth realities so that we can understand how all of it works. Because it's, it's the same... Um, Just, it's so much firing off in my head, I don't mean to be sitting here standing, okay? Um, by his stripes, somebody finish it for me. By his stripes, you were. I think the average Christian looks at that and thinks it means healing's available if we ever need it. That's not what it says. It means exactly what it says. We're healed. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I've looked up every word in that verse so many times except for one. And it's the one that unlocked it better for me than any other word in the verse. It's the word things. I thought I knew what things meant. Things in the Greek is pragma. And pragma in Hebrews 11.1, 1, are you ready for this, is past tense. It literally means things done. Faith is the substance of things done, therefore hoped for. It's done. See, we're, we're, we're trying to hope for things that we don't see as done yet throws the whole thing off so you got things done you got things being done and you got things to be done what is it for you whatever you're believing god for is it in, in your mind is it something that's being done man one of these days god's gonna is it something to be done is it something he's working on and soon as god's still working on me <laughs> no you're not yes he is but no he's not he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified Am I losing you? It's the evidence of things done, but not yet seen. It's done. The devil wants you to think it ain't done. And that undermines your hope. Father, thank you for this time together tonight. You're helping us, Lord, and, and we thank you for it. You're showing us things, Lord, areas that, that we need to shore up, areas that we need to act upon, Father. Um, Lord, this, this is more than just, uh, you know, some theory or some uh, philosophy. Lord, th this is something that we are to live by 
and act upon. It needs to be in our mouths. It needs to be, Lord, in, in our actions, Lord. It, 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 it's something, Lord, that, that is rising up strong in us, Lord. And I thank you for the breakthroughs, Lord, the, that, uh, oh, Lord, the runner. Look at me for a minute. Look at me for a minute. When is the runner of that last leg, like when is he the most tired and about ready to give it up? It's not when he's first handed the baton. It's when he's getting close to the finish line. He's, he's running, he's running, he's running. He's like, I don't know if I can run anymore, right? See, that's the devil's trying to get you so frustrated. It's like, don't stop short. Father, we're not going to stop short. We're not going to pull back. Another verse in Hebrews 10 and miss out, but we're going to believe all the way to the saving of the soul, mind, emotions, and will, completely overwhelmed with the salvation that already lives in our born-again spirits, rivers flowing from your people, bringing you glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for being here this evening. Much love. Good things coming. Good things coming. Good things coming.